All right. Well, speaking of knowing of things, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on the show, we have Igniter, and they have a new album called The Golden Age of a Black Magic, aptly spelled I-C-K, so they must be up to something. The record is now available via Metal on Metal Records. And right now I'm being joined by Jason and Studio. Here's some more information about what the boys have been up to, what this record is about, what they've got coming down the pipeline. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You are quite welcome. Now, this record was released, I believe, if I'm correct, on Halloween. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, my, my basic question is, was that always the plan or did it just kind of happen that way? And where I'm going with this is because of the way this year has gone with COVID, a lot of bands have had to readjust their plan. Um, so I guess take us through the production of this record. Is everything going to plan or has COVID really thrown some things for a loop and you guys have just kind of rolled with the punches? I kind of want Stuart, I want to not to just like say I don't want to answer it, but I want Stuart's uh input on this i believe i'll i'll just put the my two cents and then let Stuart take it take it away as a ramble uh august i believe was our original release date uh yeah uh because they wanted to get it out for the for the festival season in europe because i guess that's like what one of their big ways that they push material and they they demanded it by at the beginning like the first of april and uh, we're like Okay, you know, because it was almost done. It was like we were down to just mastering. That's right. And it was April. They were they were trying to get it in early so they could get it to all the vendors. Yeah. For the and, uh, and so we finished it. We sent it to them, and then Italy closed. <laughs> like all of it. Like we kind of didn't hear from them for like for a couple of weeks, and we're like, are they still alive? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, apocalyptic yeah. shit. It was what, weird. really what it was. Um, but they, she, they came back and they're like, "Yeah, everything's closed. You know, the 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 pressing plants closed. Nothing's happening." And so they're at, at first they were just, "We'll just wait and see." And then I guess things started to come back together. And then they came up with the with the uh, heavy metal Halloween release. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you've got the golden age of black magic and Halloween and it being the new year for witchcraft, um, Suwon, Samhain, however it is that you want to want to say it um, with the, the New Year's Day actually being what is it? Uh, November 1st. Nobody does anything for that day. It's kind of sad, right? Um, yeah. well, except for witchcraft, which people, um, witches, right. uh, Witch. well, witches and so it just it fits so so well. I was curious, you know, how that whole thing happened. But then you guys brought up a very interesting uh, point that you guys were rushing to get everything done uh, so that you guys could release it for the the summer festival season in Europe, which is absolutely huge. And you guys would have had so much fun. I'd hate to rub in how much fun you guys would have had uh, <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> But I mean, I guess what happened from from then? Did you guys just kind of hang out, or did that give you some more time to to focus on things that you wouldn't have had time to focus on because you would have been flying around? Well, I mean, we I started working on the video. Uh, is is the one of the things that did occur, 
and uh the, the first video that is the the title track and uh and so that gave me time to do that and drink a lot of beer <laughs> i was doing it but uh yeah it was just it, you know everything shut down so that that is one thing that we did get to do is uh you know work on these two videos okay now take us through this video because it opens up with this creature walking and is that is that somebody in a costume? Is that like really small scale? Who is this creature? Is this the black magic creature? What's well, going on, Stu? What's going on? The, the well, what happened with the, the like when Jason first wrote uh, the lyrics for that song, and he, he emailed them to me, and uh, and he said that it it was a uh, if, if if I hope I'm not misquoting, but I thought a love letter to uh, Satan. <laughs> And uh, me getting in, in that that Satan was actually a, a, a representation of, of of heavy metal, and also I guess his his joy as a younger man when he was first getting into heavy metal. So, uh, and so I decided to make it into this this character that was going to appear, you know, throughout the video with Jason, you know, at, you know, make it make it a physical character as opposed to just sort of an idea. Uh, which I think is what Jason was more shooting for when uh, when he was writing the lyrics. Uh, was, is that seem accurate, Jason? Well, originally the lyric was uh, mu- even more, even darker in a, a, a physical sense as well as a metaphysical sense um, because of the things that uh, dementia can do. Mm. Um. And, uh, I lost my parents a couple of years ago and, and, uh, it was a little bit of, uh, me experiencing that, uh, total bummer, you know, family bummer of, uh, of a loved one with dementia. But the idea of just being around that and learning about it was like, um, you know, you're mixing old memories with new, with fake memories. You've got all this confusion going on. So the fact that if you if 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 at some I don't know what cost it would be, but at at some point you would be a, a happy person with with some confusion, like you had all these, uh, like when you're a child, you have this um, in, you know invisible friends, this imaginary friends that you talk to and that you play with. But maybe if you're an only child or whatever, if you have imagination, right? And so if Imagine that your imaginary friend was this demon, and the demon might have been the devil, uh, the conjured, you know, uh, pink elephant, whatever it was. The, 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 the person that's in the room that no one else can see that makes you happy. Well, if you act like that's a real person sometimes, they want to put you in the hospital and call you mental and feed you medications and things like that to make this imaginary friend that makes you happy and makes you smile that you look forward to talking to and hanging out with all day and playing with in the backyard or whatever it is, go away. The medication melts that person, that thing, that imaginary friend makes them go away. So you're now you're not, not happy anymore. You're actually depressed. So you, you start to fail and you start to become unhealthy and uh, et cetera, then the way that dementia can basically murder you and in all senses that along the way. So 
now to take it out of that serious moment and put it more into a fun thing is basically what Stewart has done with the idea of heavy metal being devil music and all of that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like with all of the dark, scary that the lyric actually has to do with the physical, the metaphysical idea of all of this stuff. Uh, Stuart did an excellent bang up job as, uh, basically translating in, in, in a way that I feel like is a fun, uh, way for people to hear and, and take the lyric even without it being as dark as it really is when I, when I sing the song. Right. Well, that is dark. We've covered dementia, schizophrenia, and, <clears throat> and then depression. All within the span of evolution. It tastes great together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know, sorry to get get personal there for a second, but I'm also not uh, apologizing for how metal the fucking song is. Because it's is very true. Yeah, uh, the the song is is more metal. The video is this um, is you know Stewart's translation uh which really fits um what I think fans might want to see when they think about what's going on when you know you're you're battling with people who don't understand uh your love or your friendship I'll say with heavy metal music and I think that heavy metal fans are the best fans in the world because they're loyal mhm so when someone tries to take that away from a heavy metal fan, like, you know, you come home and all your per posters are in the fireplace half burned and your records are smashed and you, who are you looking to blame? Well, someone did it. It's very true. Is this yeah. also another personal story? No, my, <laughs> uh, my, my family was very liberal and, uh, very open-minded, had a great childhood. There's no, there's, there's absolutely no darkness in my childhood and, uh, my love for hard rock and heavy metal growing up. It was all positive. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, something that I wanted to bring up with both music videos, uh, Stu, and I hope you take this as a compliment. I hope this is where you were going, uh, with, the the CG on this, but it reminds me of Duke Nukem. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, I love Duke Nukem too. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's good news. You know, I get the <laughs> cop pigs and you know different things. But uh, well, no, it's I I I actually like I, I play a lot of first person shooters and stuff and so like you know i like video games and uh i, I became interested in videography and uh uh and and so i started making videos uh mostly in after effects but i tried to create 3d environments in after effects and, uh, and then at some point i decided there's got to be a better way to do this because uh, the 3d in after effects has serious limitations but uh so then i started working with uh game engines uh and uh and started building environments uh in game engines i think the first one we did was the uh was actually a video for a project a recording project i had with robert uh uh for uh, uh texas metal outlaws or robert is our other guitarist robert williams yeah robert williams he uh 
he uh, he's the riff master. He writes lots and lots of riffs. So many riffs that he has to have an outlet. <laughs> and but it does. It's just you know. It's, he just what he does is he gets uh, different uh, uh, text or even other players to play on the record. But yeah, long story short, uh, I started using the Hammer editor, which was what uh, Half Life uh, was making. And so I made environments in that, and then composited in live action. But now I Unreal, because it's uh, so much easier, and it's super uh, user-friendly. Okay. I mean, what really got me especially was uh, in the Tonight We Ride music video. You're just kind of like in this, I don't know, trashed out, almost somewhat apocalyptic world. Uh, yeah. Which definitely reminded me of Duke Nukem. I was like, hey, it's like I'm playing Duke Nukem. <laughs> but with maybe even a better soundtrack. You're, you're not the only one. Uh, I haven't even alerted Stuart to this, but some of my friends who are, you know, acting and, and uh, helping write and, and uh, put together, <clears throat> um, you know, self, self-made movies and commercial ideas and funny YouTube shows and things like that. They saw these videos and were like, blown away and like think Stuart should be they were trying to give Stuart a Grammy he, he doesn't even know this <laughs> yet, but they were trying to they were going oh my god can I have his phone number and they were just really blown away and, and they really liked the idea of the CG and the game engine and the whole um, you know throwing a heavy metal band in, inside of Duke Nukem as, as <laughs> to put it together with John's um uh, uh, play and opinion here, which is spot on. I thought it was interesting that it made me think of these videos as heavy metal videos and not so much, oh, look, it's a heavy metal man stuck inside of a video game. It made me think of those uh, Judas Priest Turbo Lover era <laughs> videos on MTV. Remember those? They had oh, like... Yeah kind of clunky demon guy i think walking around and they had all the fake fire and it it just it looks a lot like that yeah um, it's probably harder for them to do that i guess it was just green screen and then they were drawing cartoons on green screen or something but um it's it's, it's sort of the same uh, process i guess when stewart works we we shoot uh he he shoots uh stewart shoots us uh single none of us are standing in the same room so it's all green screen every time you see me i'm by myself every you know i'm on a green screen the entire time so i'm literally acting like there's a giant t-rex coming after me you know like the actors in a movie they're acting to nothing they're having to react to nothing because they're standing in a green screen room right mm -hmm. um, very interesting first not not the first time I've done green screen stuff, but probably the the most worthy performances I've done, I'd say. Thank you, Stuart. Oh, okay. you're welcome. You did an excellent job. Thank <laughs> you. Well, yeah, thanks this storyboarding everything out, because it's kind of like he really had his shit together, Stuart did. Mm -hmm. You have to when you're practicing, when you're a black magic practitioner, especially in the golden age, you have to. Hey, oh, look at that. Boom. <laughs> Now, was this the plan already with the music videos, or was this more like, hey, it's COVID, things are locked down, we can't really be together in the same room, this makes it easier, or was this already the plan? Oh, of being separate, like when they were shot? 
Uh, no, yeah. that's just the way I, all the videos that I've made so far. It's just easier when in compositing just to have everybody separate. And if somebody screws something up, it doesn't ruin the takes for the other people. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it's, it, I guess it was safer to shoot people separately, but I was not concerned about their safety. <laughs> it's just concerned. <laughs> of course not. Because you're metal. That's right. Tonight we ride, baby. Metal or mean people, right? Sacrifice them for metal. It is in the work of Satan or something. Or you but, use yeah. the word sacrifice appropriately mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to bring oneself closer to Satan. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I like I like making videos this way. Um, not that I have any disdain or dislike from my bandmates, but I like making videos and shooting alone for all of the reasons Stuart sort of needs to, to do it that way or prefers it. Um, I like this idea because, um, you're not shooting a video. You're not, you're okay. You know, there's a count off and the song starts and you're basically acting or miming the song. Um, throughout the its entire playback and then take two and you do it again if you do that 50 times you're there for hours and you look like hell you get tired your knees give out you know you start to you, you spend more time faking fake singing one song than you do in a in a two-hour set playing live it's like more work to fake it than it is to do it for real. So I like this because all the shots are storyboarded out and you're not having to perform during the guitar solo or you're not having to act like act cool during a part where you don't even need to be there because you're not even going to make the cut in the final product. So mm -hmm. um, it just saves time. It's way more professional. I've made other videos similarly to this with other projects that that don't have any CG or any Duke Nukem. And that's it done, when it's done this way, even if it's all live action, uh, it's the way to go. And it, it, the old days, they would just make you run it and run it and run it and run it. And a video shoot would take three days and you would spend stupid money on it. And now it's, now it's now really it's cool. Thanks to Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, boys, my only, I guess, last question then, since we haven't really touched on the whole album, um, the golden age of black magic, we got pretty deep into it and that's the title track. So is that what this album is about? And I guess my, my broader question just is when you guys sat down to put these eight tracks together, what were you guys looking to create? A kick-ass heavy metal record. <laughs> there's not. There's not any. I mean, uh, you know, the golden age of black magic was was a really awesome title that I did had had no idea what the lyric was going going to contain. Where I maybe had an idea of, uh, you know, the idea of um, the imaginary friend in the room or you're possessed by something and it's, it's friendly to you. So you want to have it around all the time, no matter what anyone else thinks about you or your imaginary friend, you made fun of it your entire life. Um, and then, you know, the other seven tunes were 
someone has a riff or I have an idea or I have a riff or I have a lyric idea and you just build off of that. There, I think there might've been only two out of the eight tunes here where I not was under the, under pressure to, to come up with an idea or a lyric or whatever, but there were a couple of songs like, you know, well, this isn't enough to make a record. Well, duh, you know, it's going to be a short ass record with six or seven songs on it. So if there's uh, you know, they're writing riffs and they're sending them to me, I, I'm, I am under pressure to come up with, you know, just to make the record lengthy. I think the last song Stuart can help me with this. I think the last tune that was sort of the last, the 11th hour where I literally had to, you know, get it, get it done. So we could call it a full length, uh, was maybe stoned at the Acropolis. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. And that song is long. It's a little bit proggy. It's got all, it's got like eight parts in it or some shit. And, and, um, (laughs) I'm going, I'm going on a huge journey about, uh, about, uh, you know, the, the not climbing on top of the, uh, well, I'll tell the story if, if we have a moment where I got the title, but the song ended up being literally about the thieves and the, the poor people and the, the downtrodden being stoned by the city because they were different or they didn't belong. They couldn't hang out with the cool kids. So they were literally stoned, uh, to death. And that's kind of, very metal and how humans sometimes are savages and they they're thinking of themselves and you know hey we're cool and you're not so we're going to make fun of you and and uh, kill you and throw you in prison and stone you to death and fun things like that mm-hmm. but the title the title uh i was working i had a coworker who was a uh quite a bit older than me who was in the service, who was in the army and he was stationed in, uh, Italy. And he, and he told me a story about he and his buddy climbing, climbing to the top of the Acropolis to smoke a joint. So I turned to him and I said, so you were literally stoned at the Acropolis. And he's like, yeah, yeah, and I'll go, I was, that's so metal, but you're such a 60s hippie. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, and I wrote that title down, and I, got, I have to confess here, that was probably 20 years ago. I had that title for 20 years, and I finally got to use it. Finally found the right moment mm-hmm. to unleash it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you heard it right here, right now on the Rock Metal Podcast, everybody. Well, boys, I believe that, that concludes all my questions. We chatted about the Golden Age of Black Magic, the track, the music video. Tonight we ride the music video album, the Golden Age of Black Magic. We chatted about how this year has gone for you guys. Uh, is there anything that I missed that you guys wanted to chat about? You're like, man, I really hope John asks this question, and then I didn't. <laughs> What's your favorite color? My favorite color is technically indigo blue. Oh, wow. That's bright. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, um, Tonight We Ride, does that sound like another band to you? Do you when, you when you listen to Tonight We Ride, does it sound like an old, like, 
rock band, heavy metal band by any way. Is there a style you think that song fits in? Yeah, I would or say honest opinion. Like, what is? It? Yeah, no, I would say like a, a '70s heavy metal band like Deep Purple or are um, going into maybe Motorhead or Judas Priest, like something something where you end up on a motorcycle kind of thing. In leather, clad in leather on a motorcycle. The uh, the um, the working title for that song, Stuart, you can confirm this. What I believe it was called, Butt Rocker. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, was that was the, work, the working title of that of that song was Butt Rockers. Because when you think about the do do da do 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 da do 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 da, you know, it's it could be Jesse's girl turning into Sammy Hagar or something. You know, it's not very metal. It's a butt rocker. Uh, I did not. I didn't give it that that working title. It was Robert, I believe. Yeah. Well, Robert, uh, he wrote a lot, like probably about seventy five percent of the of the general riffs on this record, and uh, and and you know, and so he he's kind of was like a fountain of riffs, and so we the rest of the band we would jam on the songs, and then you know, once a few riffs stuck together, you know, we had to call it something you know just so that we can remember oh we want to work on that song and then robert was like yeah let's do the butt rocker song i think it was aptly titled because of the yeah. vibe that it was but to me when they, i i walk into rehearsal late as lead singers do mm-hmm. and they're playing this tune that they're calling butt rocker uh, as a working title and me knowing of course well certainly they don't want me to write a lyric called butt rocker um <laughs> John's it wouldn't fit with black, ma- with black magic <laughs> right right black magic butt rocker yeah well you changed it to uh golden age of butt magic and mm-hmm. you know, wow whole different right. angle with your yeah. imaginary friend this is getting deep guys yeah so <laughs> so i i commented i was like wow that's that's coming along and it's and it's different to the other songs on this record, but not different to something that Igniter has done on other records, right? We've always had some kind of hard rock thing with maybe a thrash part in the middle, which is exactly like Tonight We Ride, which that's basically the format of the song. But I said out loud, this sounds like old Scorpions. This sounds like Love Drive era Scorpions. And I started mimicking Klaus Mind's vocal from back then. And it, of course, it fit perfect. So I, they sent me a demo version of the song. And I started to basically try to conjure up anything that Klaus Mind or, the, or the, a Scorpion's melody would do on a song. And I was trying really hard to get Tonight We Ride to sound like the Scorpions. Now, people who might listen to this uh interview here and hear me say that they might it might dawn on them now or maybe it doesn't sound like scorpions to them but that means i have failed because i'm i was really <laughs> trying to get it to sound like a scorpion song well if you don't feel the burn from igniter now you can feel the sting from the scorps so hey good job no wonder you have your own show bro <laughs> well i mean the funny thing is as i'm looking at the the track uh titles for the record Tonight We Ride stands out because everything else seems so, I don't know, black magic orientated. And then you get into Tonight We Ride. And I, I don't know, is, are, are the witches now on brooms? Are they going out for the night? Like what's what's happening in the course of this of this record? But uh, well, I mean, I, I, I like it, but I also like Butt Rock. I'm a huge fan. Like Dawkins is one of my favorite bands. Awesome. Uh, yeah. 
But the thing is, you know, we're, we're, we like Kiss and, and, you know, Van Halen and ACDC, which is, you know, got fits in butt rock categories. But the, you know, scorpions are butt rock, you know, and all metalheads love scorpions. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And, and I feel like it's something you just said uh, is interesting that you feel like maybe just at a glance, uh, I won't hold you to it. Uh, specifics that the other titles are more metal the other titles are just more metal sounding and tonight we ride sounds like you know sammy hagar or something or let's go party dude woo you know like dazed and confused attitude or something well, execution without trial i mean how do you That's follow metal. that up with tonight we ride well you you don't <laughs> it's a, it's still, there's all of these different sort of uh faces on the record i just think that the golden age of black magic is the most awesome title on there i mean the last record had a song called or maybe it was a record before i who's counting uh was the most metal title up to that but i think i've i've beat it with golden age of black magic and that title was throw them from the cliff Mm -hmm. so that's and then you go ride yeah it's pretty metal and then you go ride yeah, tonight we ride in celeb- celebration of, uh, you know, the king thinking that you are worth nothing, so he throws you off the cliff, right? Mm-hmm. With the secrets of the ram in between your ears. Wow, yeah, well, it's not Dodge Ram. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think that you're right. I, I think that you're right in bringing up that most of the, the titles just go, wow, that's metal, Well, oh, that's metal. Tonight we ride, what's that about? Yeah. Well, now a, we know. Yeah. Spaceships. <laughs> yeah, it's about uh yeah, spaceship and a, a bunch of guys going on a trip into space uh and um you know uh taking a joyride. In the future mm-hmm. maybe that can really happen. We just oh, we're just going to go to Mars for the weekend. So I'll see you Monday morning. Man, I think we can thank SpaceX for the future in that. It's mm-hmm. going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, boys, unless there's anything else that you wanted to bring up, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it.